Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Rerun Shuffle, the podcast where we hit shuffle and take a fresh look at Comfort TV. Uh, my name is Tim Nacy. I am the interim multimedia editor here at Viewpoints, and with me, as always, is our editor-in-chief, Leo Cabral. How are you, Leo? I'm good. How are you doing, Tim? I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing all right. Um, I, 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 I don't know why, like, when I, whenever I introduce somebody on a podcast, I always go super NPR. How, how, how are you doing? How are you doing today? How are you doing this afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> Put on my ASMR voice. <laughs> Um, hello, everybody. Um, I'm the editor-in-chief of Viewpoints. This is your local and Riverside City College newspaper. I use uh, they-them pronouns. I am a queer, trans, and non-binary multimedia journalist, and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, a, a show that's very near and dear to my heart and um, a little complex mm-hmm. in uh, a few different ways. Uh, but before we get there, I think we're going to talk a little bit first about uh, what we've been watching lately. Uh, mm-hmm. Mine is boring, Leo, so I'm going to let you start. Nah, okay, fine. All right. <laughs> well, this one is actually like a really good one. Um, so, you know, when you're on Netflix and it's just like, wow, there's so many things to watch. I'm I'm just tired of choosing things. I let Netflix choose this one for me. And it's like this one's like right up your alley. It was the first thing suggested. It's called Archive 81. Oh, yeah, I've seen that around. It's only eight episodes, and each episode is, like, about an hour long. might be, like, 40-something minutes long, but, um, yeah, only eight episodes. Uh, really quick, it's um, it's developed by Rebecca Sunshine and executive produced by Sunshine, Paul Harris, Boardman, and James Wan. So, hmm. you know, if y'all are interested. High, high pedigree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's a sci-fi horror show based on a podcast of the same name uh, with basically the same premise. I didn't know that this was based on a podcast until I looked it up yesterday. And, you know, I might end up listening to that because I love these kind, those kinds of podcasts. Video dramas are great. Yes. Uh, th- those are the best ones to fall asleep to, honestly. Um, it revolves around Dan Turner, um, played by Mamadou Acha. Um, that I had to look up how to pronounce that one. <laughs> And um, he's an archivist who restores film, uh, cassettes, VHS tapes, and all kinds of analog formats like that, which is so up my alley. I love that stuff. Um, He's hired to restore some videotapes that are connected to his dead father, his employer, and a mysterious woman to whom the tapes belong. It's kind of a twist on the um, found footage genre, so um, it's that's just so my niche right there. So it's it's really good. If y'all are into um, found footage, but like don't really like the shakiness of like the found footage stuff this one doesn't have a lot of that that's interesting mm-hmm. I'm, gonna to, I'm gonna check that out and the podcast too actually because i uh when i'm at work when i'm at my day job mm-hmm. i have a lot of time listening to podcasts oh oh that is perfect i need that <laughs> i can't do that in the newsroom everybody's there's always so many people Everybody shut up please i'm trying to listen to my <laughs> podcast um, but what have you been watching, Tim? Well, uh, as I mentioned, yeah, I've, got, I, I've, I've been working at a new day job. Um, didn't have one last semester, but now I am, uh, I am working weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, and as such, you know, the, the last couple of months have been a little bit rough around the edges. I haven't really had a lot of time to explore TV, the TV landscape as much as I would want to. Um, but I have been kind of like chipping away at this kind of, uh, old, this, this twist on one of my old reliable comfort shows. Mm-hmm. Um, on uh, on Peacock, you can see uh, um, you, you can watch regular episodes of The Office. 
but they've also got this uh, this separate like series listing where it's called the Office Superfan episodes, and um, it's beyond me why they have to like give it a special cutesy name <laughs> and not just call them extended cuts, which they are. Ooh, but I like that. Basically, basically, yeah, they take the, they take they take like um, these, these especially these early Office episodes, which had a lot of stuff left on the cutting room floor, mm-hmm. which actually a lot of these scenes have been brought to light by the uh, the Office Ladies podcast with uh, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been and 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 they've just been kind of putting those deleted scenes back into the episode to extend their runtime and to kind of it's it, honestly like from a from like an academic point of view these episodes are just fascinating. Hmm. Um, the episodes are much longer. Like certain episodes, they they they'll they'll get to they'll, they'll get up to like forty five minutes from there from there like 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 certain ones. Oh, wow. But uh, sometimes you know you'll see oh you know it's a good thing they cut this they cut this scene. But then there's another one where you're like, huh, it's a shame they didn't have time for this because this really fleshes out this subplot or this joke that somebody makes makes a lot more sense because it was set up in this deleted scene. Uh, or like, or like sometimes cool. you'll you'll see somebody like you know they'll, they'll be wearing they'll be wearing like a red button or something on their on their on their on their suit or something. They'll be like, what what the hell is up with that red button? Hmm. But then it'll turn out that oh, there was a deleted scene that established the red button. It's just that there was a continuity error. I hate that. Yeah, and, and so and so and so these are these are like really these are really fascinating to watch. And like if, if I really wanted to just watch The Office though, I would I would kind of respect the actual like the actual pieces of art mm. and actually go and watch the normal episodes. Mm-hmm. But from a different angle, it's fun to go. It's fun to watch these extended cuts and see these new scenes because it's actually kind of it's actually kind of a surreal experience to be watching an episode of The Office that I know like intimately because I've, I've you know as as has everyone in the past in the past few years. Or many people. Yeah. I saw, I saw the look, Leo. Um, many, I, many, many of us have watched The Office over and over and over again because it's a very, it's a very, it's a very, uh, it's a very easy to digest, chill show. Steve Carell is like one of the funniest ever, mm-hmm. and it's just an, it's, it's an easily, easily, easily digestible show. So being able to go back to those episodes that I'm fully familiar with, um, and suddenly seeing these new scenes, it's really, it, it, it kind of makes these these episodes. Some of them are coming up on uh, 20 years old. Uh, oh the show started. God. The show started in. Uh, the show started in two thousand five. So yeah, we're like three years from the twenty year anniversary of the first episode of The Office. I feel um, old. <laughs> it feels very. It feel. It feels very. It feels very. Uh, it, it makes it feel kind of fresh and new, and, that, hmm. and that's always. And that's always. Um, that's always kind of fun. I, I honestly wish that every long running sitcom would do this. Like I would love it. I would love if I could get some like Parks and Rec, um, mm-hmm. super fan episodes. Yeah. No, extended cuts are always really fun. Have y'all seen the? Have you seen the extended, the the director's cuts of like the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Most of them. I did not. Nice. Get, I did not get through um, Return of the King. I haven't even started them. It's one of the, it's one of those things on my list. <laughs> because Return of the King is like four and a half hours. The extended cut, like it's 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 out of hand. And I'm like, that movie already takes forever to end. Yeah. Oh my god! Like that, like the the final battle happens, and it's like, oh, by the way, we still have 45 minutes, but Literally. everything's gonna be wrap up. Yeah. What a what an adventure those movies are. Uh, so, so maybe we should maybe we should segue now into mm-hmm. our uh, our main feature, I guess, of the of the week. Um, we're, like I said, we're talking about uh, Community, which is a show, like I said, very near and dear to me. It's a show that really, really speaks to my sensibilities in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, at least structurally. Uh, a little bit of background on that: uh, it was created by Dan Harmon, a name that you will likely recognize as one of the two behind Rick and Morty. It ran on NBC from 2009 to 2012. Uh, the cast is just absolutely stacked, honestly. Uh, Joel McHale, Gillian Jacobs, Danny Pudi, Yvette Nicole Brown, Allison Bree, Chevy Chase, Donald Glover, Ken Jong, um, Jim Rash. Um, I don't usually list the entire cast, but I really just needed to get across how just epic in scale 
this cast is. No, yeah, it's a good cast. Like, Yvette Nicole Brown, I love her and everything she's in. Um, Donald Glover, always happy to see him. Um, Ken Jeong, another riot right there. So. In, ca- in, ca- in case maybe, I mean, I, I'm sure most people know, but in case you aren't familiar, Donald Glover is the real name of Childish Gambino. Bino! And, uh, yeah, I've... I, I've, I'm 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 a big fan of his stuff. I, mean, I, I like I like his rap stuff, okay, but I've really been liking his stuff ever since he kind of went R and B. I just like all of his stuff, honestly. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, there are there are a lot of there are a lot of like I um uh sweatpants is one of my favorite songs. Mm, I, hmm, I'm trying to think of the album. I don't I don't pay attention to like albums. I'm just like let me just put on a radio and let me just vibe. I don't do albums anymore. <laughs> uh, so this show, uh, this show has had a very rocky history. Um, so let's just yeah, buckle up for this one. Okay, so it originally ran on NBC mm-hmm. for uh, three years. Um, 2002, well, yeah, you know what? I actually mixed it up earlier. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, it originally ran, so, we'll, we'll, um, so yeah, I apologize everybody. I kind of mixed up the runtime or the run years. Uh, what ended up happening was that it originally ran from 2009 to 2012 for three years on NBC. After season three, uh, Dan Harmon was uh, messing around. Now, um, Chevy Chase. There are a lot of stories about Chevy Chase, especially mm-hmm. on the set of this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been somewhat he, he, that, that you know the, the, a lot of people have said that he's been that he was somewhat difficult to work with, and uh, he and Dan Harmon, but like locked horns and butted heads a lot, and uh, that relationship got kind of toxic, and it all led to Chevy Chase uh, sending like, leaving a voicemail for Dan Harmon, uh, complaining about something. Oh boy. And Dan Harmon uh, was being petty, and he decided that it would be hilarious uh, to on his podcast, which is which is by the way, it was a it was a live show uh, oh. in the in 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 um in Hollywood. There's a comic book store called Meltdown Comics with the Nerdist Theater in the back. Mm-hmm. He would do the show there live, and they would record oh. it and release it as podcast. Um, it was called Harmon Town. It was a it was a pretty fun podcast. Um, but before I started listening to it, he he played this voicemail for a room full of people and then it got released as a podcast he violated Chevy Chase's um Chevy Chase's uh privacy mm-hmm. and he ended up getting fired from Ooh. the show so the show was quiet for a while but it returned with uh two new showrunners uh David Garcino and Moses Port uh but they honestly like season four is not great uh mm. they didn't they just didn't seem to have a grasp on what the show's cult fan base liked about it and honestly it really it really kind of just um it really just kind of uh boils down to Dan Harmon is a weirdo <laughs> he has this yeah. very strange way of looking at the world and especially after I listened to his podcast I was be, I was able to see how much of him appears in this and in Rick and Morty mm, okay um Harmon came back a year later for a very different feeling actually like it's 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 not it's not like it's not like like in terms of content darker but like the lights are darker for whatever reason I don't know why hmm. but season five actually feels way different it's symbolic. Uh, it came back for one more season before it was officially canceled by NBC mm. before the next year being brought back by uh, Yahoo um, wow. on their, of all places, uh, their short-lived streaming service, Yahoo Screen, which honestly was one of the worst video streaming sites I have ever, and it was a site, by the way. There was no app. What? One of That's the worst dumb. things. Like I, I, actually did, I actually didn't watch this season as it came out, season six, mm-hmm. because I just couldn't. Like, I, like, the video would freeze up like quarter of the way through the episode, and I couldn't get it to start again because Yahoo Screen was terrible. I never even heard. I didn't, I didn't even know that Yahoo had a streaming service. Yeah, until it was it was around it was around it was around for a few minutes, and uh, I think I think everybody realized. Yeah, we we have we have nothing. Our our um, 
our, our headlining show is Community, which is a show that kind of didn't really do great ratings-wise, mm-hmm. is kind of very niche with limited appeal, and is hosted by somebody who he's known as being difficult to work with as well. Yeah, and cons- <laughs> and when you consider the fact that Yahoo na- um, bought Tumblr a while back, everything just kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's they're 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 trying they're trying anything. Mm. Uh, so the show did after season six come to a proper end, but there are rumblings of a movie to come out, and uh, which is to round out the concept of uh, there's, there's 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 an episode uh, at some point. Um, I, I won't get into what the actual what the actual bit is. You, 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 you can actually find it on. You can actually find the clip on on YouTube. But uh, somebody yells six seasons in a movie at, <laughs> at some point, like like just to screw at somebody else. Like right. the, the, it, it, it's kind of hard to explain. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this was a callback to that episode, and people were saying that yeah, we want to see Community get six seasons in a movie, and it got it six seasons. And there's been a lot of rumblings about that movie eventually happening uh how where what it's very uh the cast and premise also went through a few radical changes over the years uh like i said the the, the cast that i mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. was the original cast that was the original study group but uh people left over the years and season uh donald glover left the show in season five um i think a little bit I, i think toward the i think toward the beginning of season six uh yvette nicole brown left the show and they were brought, and, and, and they would bring in uh, new faces. You know, there was there's a there's a um, you know John Oliver has a character. He doesn't he doesn't appear he doesn't appear in this episode that we're going to oh. talk about. But John Oliver is a, he's a, he's a psych teacher at at Greendale, <laughs> and he and he's he's kind of a recurring character. And he becomes a main he he becomes a main group member uh, in oh. season five. Uh, Jonathan Banks of all people shows up, and he's essentially just Mike from Breaking Bad, except that he's in Community, and it's wonderful. That's my grandpa. I love him. <laughs> uh, Paget Brewster is 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 a main cast member for a little while. Keith David in in the in the in the, in the last season is also yes. is also a main cast member. Uh, but yeah, we'll just stick with the original with the original premise and cast for now. Uh, mm-hmm. So Community revolves around a group of radically different students at a community college uh, somewhere in Arizona. I I think they mentioned they mentioned mm. they live somewhere around Boulder or so. Um, and uh, they're kind of used as a sort of, uh, I mean, the show is called Community. Um, they're used as a microcosm for communities. Yeah. You know, for, and, and it takes place at a community college as part of it, but it's, it, it's like a double, triple meaning kind of thing. I love that. <laughs> it, it just basic, basically, they's basically, these people get put together into a room, and they just have to hash things out despite how different they all approach the world. And it's that's a, kind of what the idea is about with the show. It sounds like the newsroom. A little, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, just the, it, it explores the various differences between these people, whether that be age, race, belief, mindset, values, mm. all these things. Uh, the show also mostly, honestly, mostly has a lot of thoughts on its mind about television, specifically the sitcom. Mm-hmm. And it spends a lot of time ruminating on the artificiality of TV and how sometimes, you know, even though it feels like artificiality, sometimes that that TV structure finds its way into our life and, 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 and we have to figure out... Um, is TV like this because that's what life is like? Or did our life become like this because that's what TV is like? I wanted to get into the whole art imitates life, imitates art, imitates life thing because that I was really thinking about that a lot throughout this episode. I'm like, man, like they're really getting into some layers here. They, yeah, and, 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 and honestly, yeah, they, they, get further, they get further into stuff. Uh, and I offer, I often refer to the show primarily, and yeah, there's there's a there's a there's a there's a whole there's a whole thing, and I'll, I'll be running down the characters in a minute because there's a, there's a really great scene at the beginning 
that uh, that that kind of that kind of gives you a sort of expressionistic look at each character mm-hmm. based on their based on their based on like their their, their surroundings. Uh, but uh, the, the the original premise of the show. But uh, I will I'll say that just that what I always say, which is that this is a sitcom that is just about being a sitcom. Um, did you throw up in your mouth a little bit? Can't say I blame you. That, that, that is like the nerdiest thing. That is a very on-brand thing for me, I think. That, that, that sounds like the kind of thing I'd be into. It's a show about nothing. <laughs> Honestly, a, a little bit, yeah. Okay, so let's get into um, Anthropology 101, Season 2, Episode 1. Mm-hmm. So the episode the episode opens up very abruptly. Um, Abed Nadir, he sits up in his bed and says, And we're back! <laughs> because this is the beginning of Season 2. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I really was, liked that. Right at the beginning of Season 2. Um, he wakes up and he announces the start of the season as this is this kind of something that he often does. He, he, he will just he will just kind of bring up bring up the fact that we need to change the show. <laughs> um, and we, we do a, we do a very Wes Andersonish pan to the right as we reveal the bedrooms of all the members in the study group. Uh, I never really clocked before how much work seemed to go into composing these bedrooms. So I think like wordlessly introduce all the characters to a part a potentially new audience. So I think this would be a good opportunity for me to introduce everybody in the mm-hmm. cast because all the characters I think are pretty important. Oh yeah. So we'll start with Abed because he's the first one. Uh, you see his room, huge DVD collection, toys on the desk to the side, posts of things like batteries not included in the Karate Kid. Um, he's very into pop culture. You can tell. Oh yeah. Um, Abed is a character who is implied to be on the spectrum in some way. Uh, they never really like give him a diagnosis, but he does have trouble. Uh, uh, relating to the world around him, and he kind of does that. He uses story structure and what he's seen on television as a way to cope with reality. Mm. As such, he's the usual voice behind the TV commentary. Mm. Uh, we move on then to Troy Barnes. That's uh, Donald Glover's character. By the way, uh, um, Danny Pudi plays Abed. Uh, so, uh, so Troy is in his room, uh, surrounded by a bunch of sports trophies. However, these trophies are in boxes. And when he gets out of bed, we see him wearing a set of Spider-Man pajamas. It's that, so cute. And that is the, yeah. <laughs> Which honestly might be a nod to the fact that I think a lot of people wanted him to play uh, Miles Morales for a while there. He would have made a great Miles. He actually, oh. he, I, know, I know he's voiced him in a few cartoons here and there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he, but yeah, but he's, but he's, um, but uh, the, the, the Tro- Troy's, Troy's situation is that he was a football star in high school who uh, purposefully biffed a keg stand in, at a party so that he could avoid the pressure of potentially being drafted by a college team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he spent a lot of time in season one. He was originally kind of a he was originally kind of a kind of a dumb, arrogant jock. Oh. But he spent a lot of time in season one uh, building a friendship with Abed, kind of bonding with Abed, and um, has actually uh, moved in with the next character up that we'll talk about, Pierce. So, essentially, what we're seeing here is that I, I think it's I think it's, I think it's actually very important that the sports trophies are in boxes because he's transitioning. Away oh. from that, from that, from that, from that, um, from that, from that, from that part of his character, mm-hmm. but he also has physically moved locations because he has moved in with Pierce. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Pierce Hawthorne, played by Chevy Chase. Uh, Pierce is laying in a waterbed. <laughs> it and the walls around him are covered in like distinctly 1970s-looking pinks and purples. Above him, acting as kind of the center focal point of the frame, is a giant <laughs> framed photo of his younger self. This establishes him as not only being stuck in the past, but also as having a giant ego. Yeah. Uh, there's also pieces of uh, art around the room, weird, you know, the kind of like funky 70s art that are composed, uh, that are comprised of like chrome sticks with chrome spheres on the top. Um, no idea what the hell they are, but 
you do see pieces like that also in Troy's room, which establishes mm. them being in the same location. Funky furniture. Uh, so Pierce is the aging heir to a moist towelette empire. That's the way he puts it. I hate it. <laughs> He's a truly awful human being. Uh, racist, <laughs> sexist, toxically masculine. Mm -hmm. uh, he gets a lot of crap for being, so out of being an out-of-touch idiot as well, and he even gets a little bit of depth sometimes in terms of how he is sometimes treated as a relic and why that causes him to, to, to act out. Yeah. Um, it doesn't redeem him, but it, it does go a long way to make him a hell of a lot more palatable, at least a little bit. Right. Never entirely, but a little bit. Yeah. Uh, next up, Shirley Bennett, uh, played by Yvette Nicole Brown. Uh, Shirley is in a room that looks a lot like a stereoty uh, stereotypical B&B &B in Vermont. Uh, bland, <laughs> floral decor, uh, pale colors, beige everywhere. Um, at, um, we also see there's a cross on the wall as the, as the, as the focal point of the room. Mm -hmm. She's very, very Christian. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we get, and, and when we kind of pan past her, uh, she's revealed to be, to have her, her two, her two, her two boys in her bed. They're, they're somewhere between the ages of like, you know, like, 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 like eight and 10, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's, uh, but that, but yeah, she's a, she's a late 30, late thirties, early forties ish divorcee. Uh, like I said, two kids from between the ages of about 8 to 10 years old. Uh, her husband left her for another woman, and uh, she is in school to get a business degree. She wants to open up a bakery. Uh, okay. She's aggressively Christian uh, to the point of uh, causing a lot of friction sometimes in the group and really getting dogmatic about stuff. Fun. Um, and uh, extremely judgmental. She also really loves spilling the tea. She likes to gossip a lot, and she will. And anybody, anybody who will spill it with her, she will spill it with. That aspect, I really vibe with. <laughs> I think we'd get along just fine. Uh, then we have Jeff Winger, voice or not voiced. Um, it's not a cartoon. <laughs> Play. He. I mean, he is voiced by Joel McHale. There you go. <laughs> Let's just move on. Joel McHale. <laughs> uh, his apartment is extremely plain. Uh, there's only one photo on a bulleted board of what looks like a brown-haired kid that is uh, probably him. Yeah. Um, he's clearly not a fan of attachment or expression. Uh, there's a big tub of protein powder to his right as he does gravity boots sit-ups in the bedroom's door frame. I just want him to, like, take a spoonful and just, like, eat that, <laughs> shove that in his mouth with, like, powder. <laughs> like a cinnamon challenge. <laughs> just, yeah, Jeff, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into Jeff. Mm. Um, Jeff is more or less the, uh, protagonist of the, of, of the show. Uh, he was, the, he was the original character that we introduced with. He was kind of a, he was a lawyer who was practicing law with fake credentials and ended up being disbarred. Mm -hmm. uh, he's in school so that he can get as easy a law degree. He went to Greendale Community College, which is like a kind of a low-ranked low ranked community college, um, to get as easy a law degree as he possibly could and BS his way back into his old world. Uh, he's self-centered, he's incredibly mm -hmm. deceptive and manipulative, mm -hmm. and uh, he originally started the study group as a means of having sex with Britta. Awesome. Bad person. <laughs> Yeah. We move on to Annie Edison, played by Alison Brie. Um, you might recognize her voice as um, Diane from uh, BoJack Horseman. Mm -hmm. uh, there's uh, lots and lots of pinks, lots of fluffy stuff, lots of polka dots. Uh, this looks like the bedroom of a stereotypical teenage girl. Or like my 22-year-old sister's room, but you know. <laughs> uh, there's a dark side, though. If you, know, if, you, if you look out the window, though, if you look at the window, you'll see bars. Mm. There's bars on the window, and you'll see piles of crap just beyond those bars. This is probably not a great neighborhood. We don't really get into that, but that but that that, that is true. Mm. She lives in a she lives in a she lives in the bad part of town. Uh, and then we we end on uh, Britta Perry played by uh, Gillian Jacobs. Uh, Britta's room has a very similar color scheme and decoration to uh, Ted Mosby's room in How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Uh, it's adorned with posters of like punk rock and 90s alt bands. Uh, she's clearly, you know, that kind of cool. 
Um, the room, the room is also a mess with laundry shirt everywhere. She's not an organized person. You, 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 you can, you can kind of tell. Her ADHD riddled brain be like. <laughs> uh, Britta is a high school dropout uh, looking to get a psych degree. Uh, she li- she's lived a lot of crazy experiences, and despite her lack of organization, we find out later that she's also had uh, money troubles. Mm. Um, it is init- she's initially postured as kind of the cool straight man for the group. She seems like she could have escaped from like the How I Met Your Mother group at first, ah. um, as well as well as uh, Jeff's love interest at first, because uh, they have they have this whole they have this whole tension thing going on. I hate uh, it. They lose interest in both those things pretty quick, though the show. And actually, this this episode actually is kind of about just disintegrating that, just nuking it. It oh boy, does it get nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Britta, Britta actually becomes one of the weirder characters in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the intro pan ends with Britta, who is still in bed, looking really worried about something. Uh, this is revealed by the next scene by the college's dean over this, over the loudspeaker, intrusively reminding the whole school <laughs> that at last year's transfer dance, Britta declared her love for Jeff. <laughs> could you imagine being put on blast? Uh, like, could you imagine just being put on blast by the dean? It's crazy. At community, imagine if I don't know, uh, Woldub Chancellor Woldub Isak just like aired your dirty laundry here at rcc like that would be so not cool <laughs> it's crazy yeah <laughs> um but uh but yeah clearly people did not seem to need the, the need reminding they were all already talking about it and kind of pointing at her mm-hmm. um she's clearly thought better of professing her love for jeff since but yeah everybody is still this this is still on everybody's minds um after a brief discussion between pierce and troy about batman's sidekick we're like Batman and Shaft. Don't let society limit your people. His sidekick could be anybody. Dolomite. There's a Dolomite at some point. I I I literally cringed. I physically cringed. I was he's, like, he's a, he's uh, awesome. So you're this kind of white person. Yeah, we we are introduced though. Like the comeuppance comes immediately. Mm-hmm. We are introduced to at old white man says, which is uh, Troy's Twitter account, where all um all summer he has been tweeting uh the out of touch and frankly insane things that Pierce has been saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's building up quite a following. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> how many followers do you say he had? I actually kind of missed it. I, I know they, I know, I know that they have a lot. I can't remember if it was like six thousand or sixty thousand. I know there's a six and a thousand he in had, there. Yeah, it, people, people, people love, people love this. Yeah, people love this stuff. And honestly, I, I, I would follow that Twitter. I would follow it too. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, the group happily reunites in the study room, getting really excited about Toy Story three. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, while uh, Jeff and Annie share an uncomfortable moment brought on by the fact that uh, that same night as when Britta professed her love for Jeff they kissed outside Mm. Um, yeah giant piece of work yeah yeah to say the least Uh, Britta 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 like acknowledges this whole thing because Mm -hmm. yeah, it it, it was not 100% like a genuine uh, profession of love mm-hmm. she was feeling she was feeling jealous because he had a he had a girlfriend at the time mm-hmm. and she was in this crazy toxic competition with her and she kind of put him in like she, she was she was in a weird spot and she put him in a weird spot and so she apologizes for that um i always love that like that like pierce being the self-centered jackass that he is accepts the apology it, she it has wasn't no, even... nothing to do with him <laughs> it wasn't even anything to do with him it was oh my god pierce man um on the way to class though uh, she's a um, Britta is approached by a group that admires the way she wore her heart on her sleeve, the way that she did. Jeff is very uneasy about this. Mm. Um, Annie then approaches Jeff 
and she seems a little, uh, little, 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 little love struck with him. So the way my girlfriend described her, she was like, oh, she's like a little puppy. And I'm like, that is not a good sign. No, it's not at all. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff says that if word gets out about what happened between us, I will be, and this, and this is a quote, I will be tarred, feathered, and put on websites that people check when they're buying a house. Mm. And rightfully so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, he showed a serious lack of self-control when he did what he did. And the whole thing is even more sketchy because uh, she, I think she was 19 when the show started. And this is like a year later. So she's uh, at least coming up on 20. She's not even old enough to drink yet. And he's in his mid-30s. That is weird. <laughs> uh, it's, it, it seems very in character for Jeff. And I've definitely known and do know my fair share of Jeff-like characters or guys in real life. So I'm just... It's Ugh. it's a little yeah icky. It's, it's, it's a little gross yeah so gross. Um, Jeff is also uneasy about this. He as he should be because like, I, like, I like, think it's for the wrong reasons. I also I also, I also just kind of I also just kind of love like the this like the, the 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 sort of like structure around that where like where like he sees the thing he sees the he sees the, he sees the thing with um with um with with Britta and he's like I don't like where this is going and then the conversation with Annie she walks away. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, good. <laughs> uh, this is a great example, though, of how fast this show moves because uh, a lot of shows would cut to a new scene. Mm-hmm. This one pivots the camera. Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, like, oh, like, that's like, cool. like Jeff was part of that scene, and then we just kind of turned the camera a little bit and got into the conversation with him and with him and Annie. Like, this is a very, very fast-paced show. It, it moves like that, and it likes to avoid cuts when it can avoid cuts. And I always I appreciate lots it. Lots of lots of lots of like lots of like walk and talk scenes where they're going down the hallway and stuff too. Mm-hmm. And like, the, 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 the transitions will go through that way. And so like, Tarantino as insert insert a few extra jokes here and there. Mm-hmm. It's very it's very uh, it's very well done. So after the theme song, um, at least it was here by the 88. Great song. <laughs> I love it. Um, Jeff and Annie arrive at Anthropology 101, and they run into Chang, uh, played by Ken Jeong. Um, a little background on him. He was their terrifyingly unbalanced Spanish teacher last season. Um, at the st- he, like, 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 seriously, like, this, guy, this guy's got problems. At the start of their second semester, uh, when, they, when they started Spanish 102, he hired an actor to come to the class to pretend to be a school staff member there to inform them that he had that he had died in a moped accident. Like, why? I only, mean... only to appear literally a second later, carry like dressed dressed like some kind of like 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 cheesy like cheesy like nineties rapper. Oh my god! And carrying a boombox with an original rap song about how badass he is. Like I he decided hate. he was gonna play. Like he just decided today I'm gonna play head games with my students. Like I'm just gonna like I'm gonna do this just to mess with them. It won't even like. What are the what is the reasoning? I need to know. <laughs> he's, 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 he was out of hand. Ah. Uh, it turns out though that much like Jeff, he was teaching under false pretenses and was fired, and now he is back. Mm. In, now he's back in school. Um, they accuse him of saying of of of. Well, not really accused. They they suggest that he that he that he wants to join their study group. Oh right, right. He denies it, and mm. says that no, I'm 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 here because I'm. The, did you see the course description? I'm here because of the ancient weaponry and genital mutilation. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm speechless. I, it's crazy that like I I, I I like like I didn't clock it before until I watched this episode this time. I love it that genital <laughs> mutilation was in the course description. And number one, it was Chang's main well, one of his motivations that he claims for 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 um for taking this class. But also, I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't help but like clock it that this was in the course description. Who puts that in the why, course why description? Why is this in there? Could this be a chilling sign of things to come? Mm. Uh, Britta is shown once again uh, enjoying her newfound popularity. As she should. Meanwhile, um, Abed sits next to Jeff and is looking for a way to retool the quote show. 
Um, Abed, as I've said, he's basically aware that he's living in a sitcom. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's weird because it's super meta, but it also works in the context of the story and the character because that is kind of like his emotional hook. Yeah. But it also like locks into the weird, funky, hipstery coolness about this show. Yeah, because like it's an it's a self aware show with a self aware character, so I, I I dig that. Um, oh, go yeah, on. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> I can't move that. Yeah, he he relates. It's part of his emotional hook. He relates to the world through storytelling, and television, and I really feel that. Yeah, same. Like TV and storytelling really just make perfect sense. Like. Um, it, it it follows a formula, and I like that it follows a formula. And like you know, I wish life okay in a broad in a broad in a broad sense. Yes, life does follow a formula, but like, can we just get it down to like TV formulas, please? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so Abed explains to Jeff what's going on because mm-hmm. I guess he just couldn't figure it out. He by 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 walking out on Britta and rejecting her um, in that moment, he turned her into the underdog. Yeah. And now everybody's on her side because mm-hmm. everybody likes the underdog. Um, after that, after that explanation, uh, we are introduced to Professor June Bauer, uh, played by the recently departed but also immortal Betty White. Rest in peace. Uh, who makes a big entrance by knocking Starburns out with a poison dart? <laughs> he shouldn't have been interrupting her class. <laughs> like a bad joke too. Like, what separates man from animals? Divorce. <laughs> it's just like I'm not having this. <laughs> I was like, you know, technically not off, so we'll take it. Um, and uh, she then describes what the class is going to be about. Um, Red flag warning. Yeah, and uh, this and this semester, I will guide you to the very threshold of your humanity, where you will lock eyes with the shrieking, blood-drenched, sister-raping beasts from which we sprang. Mm. Yes, as Leo said, red flag. Mm-hmm. What kind of a mind comes up with that? Well, <laughs> well. But I, she she got she got I I I think I think that yes there there may be some societal things in there but I'm reading this more as just like that is very visceral and very and and it's also very on brand with someone who would put genital mutilation into their course description exactly and yeah I think yeah more 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 chilling warnings of things to come yeah no I mean like it's it's okay it's satire I get it and I get that they're satirizing how racist and um backwards and problematic Academ- academia can be and how like anthropology I like the idea of anthropology um, I just know that it can be a very problematic field of study because a lot of academia st- struggles with all that stuff so I get it but at the same time I'm like bruh <laughs> it can be I, 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 I can definitely see where you're coming from where this where this carries those carries those um, carries those tones with it mm-hmm. um, yeah I I, 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 um, I guess 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 I um just didn't really just didn't really feel that the writers were really on that on on on, on that thing. I think I think we were just supposed to be like being warned that <laughs> June Bauer there's, there might be something dark about June Bauer. Yeah, she's a little unhinged, <laughs> but and it's I'll, Betty White, so I love her. And also, quick shout out to Starburns, played by uh, Dimos Damatopoulos. You know, um, he isn't quite the cartoonish scumbag that community fans uh, will come to know and love, but he is well on his way. I love his Starburns. If they were on anybody who wasn't like a cishet male, they'd be so camp. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm um, Abed. Abed kind of like, what's what's what, what's going on with all this? Well, Starburns didn't want to be didn't want to be. Um, I think Abed, Abed says uh, Starburns didn't want to be defined anymore by his star shaped sideburns. Oh so he's added a hat to the equation. <laughs> It's such a ridiculous hat, too. Stop that. And that, and that's his look for the rest of the series, too. Like he, oh, God. He just has the Starburns, and he has the, the, like the, the, the Abraham Lincoln top hat. I hate it. And the, the, the vest that he wears. 
it's, yeah, it's, it's so it's crazy. I yeah. I feel like I've seen people in real life like this up in like the desert area. <laughs> uh, so later on at lunch, uh, Jeff once again brings up the brings up the possibility that Shang is taking Anthros away to indirectly try to finagle his way into their study group <clears throat> because he's too proud to ask. Chang denies this and proves that pride is not a factor in this by calling his bank <laughs> on speakerphone to reveal to the whole room that his, that his current balance is $23.20. More than I have in my own bank account. Consider yourself changed. <laughs> uh, there's some more, um, there's some more um, old white man says material. Uh, Troy, uh. Troy, Troy actually kind of provokes Pierce this time. He asks, he asks Pierce about his theory on why Jewish people are yarmulkes, and Pierce says half a hat saves money. I hate it. He's such a monster. I hate it. Chevy Chase sells the character perhaps a bit too convincingly. I'm telling you, I don't trust white men who playing racist white men. I feel like they low-key enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know Chevy Chase, but I don't know. The stories I've heard, I don't know. Mm. Uh, Jeff, meanwhile, though, is beginning to get some direct blowback from British fans. Uh, you know, he's denied, he's denied, he's denied food from the cafeteria, um, cafeteria workers. Uh, people are yelling at him. Um, and he accuses her of getting high on her own drama. She decides she's going to use this as a means of playing to the crowd. I love it. She dumps like some, I think it's like milk on his head or something like that. It's some kind of beverage. Yeah. And, 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 um, and after a quick, after a quick uh, chat with Annie, uh, Jeff gets an idea on how to rebalance the dynamic. Mm. Uh, something, something that's seen that's always never failed to make me laugh. Is um is when is when um is when it's like it's 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 after it's after it's after um it's after um after Britta says like the people's champion and the whole room for whatever reason starts dancing <laughs> and then and then uh, Troy just kind of like sidles in out of nowhere sorry man gotta go where the heat is Jeff Winger you're a jerk you guys little dance <laughs> it's so cute I love it <laughs> also I also love too that little um. When, yeah, yeah, when yeah, he's like la la later later on, he's got like this blonde girl who's eating a piggyback ride too, and she's like just doing arms. <laughs> I can't even do it, but it's like the wave motion for your arms. So, so strange. Oh, I did it! Yay! <laughs> yeah, excellent material for a podcast. Yeah, truly. <laughs> that was for my own benefit. I know we're not on camera, but I wanted to try and do it for myself. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair enough. It's not. It's not for you, listeners. <laughs> this for me. So in class the next day, Professor Bauer is uh, trying to get the class uh, is trying to get trying to offer the class a drink out of some kind of ancient looking flute with a with a purple crazy straw. I think it's a gourd. Is it a gourd? I, I think it's a, like I, a hollowed out gourd. <laughs> so, yeah. So she says, um, "Yeah, come on, don't be shy. Um, the Yogi of India swear by its restorative properties." Long pause. No one. Okay, more of my urine for me. <laughs> it's so nasty. <laughs> Red flags. More of them. Oh, imagine. Imagine a professor just coming into your class and being like, we're drinking piss today. And it's funny, too, like, just to get ahead a little bit, it's funny to me, too, that uh, later on, um, in, 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 like, two days from now, or, like, one or two days from this point, um, that gourd is still revealed to be there. So she does this every day. <laughs> like, this is a daily thing. Hey, man, the, the health benefits. <laughs> Yogi of India, yeah. Mm. Uh, Bauer also gives them their assignment for the week. Uh, she presents the class with a box of tools and instruments, you know, hammer, telescope, bow, you know, all that kind of stuff, and asks them to get into groups and decide uh, which of those they think is the most important uh, key to mankind's survival. She asks if anyone has any questions. Jeff does, but not for her. Mm. It's for Britta. Oh, no. He walks up to Britta, and he just calls her bluff, declaring his love back. She doesn't even flinch. She doesn't flinch. 
she yeah like like do you the question is do you love me and she gives like, the dirtiest look in the world more than anything <laughs> in the world i'm sickened <laughs> she accepts and the class who has been shipping them goes wild i hate oh god i hate Re- when people ship people real, real life, life real life shipping is so annoying it's just like stop don't do it um, one of my favorite community quotes um, comes in there, and I and I I I, 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 I quote it all the time. Whenever like a will they won't they romance comes to fruition <laughs> on, a, on a TV show, uh, Jeff says, "And so it begins uh, the greatest relationship ever known." It's so cringe. That's what I, that's what I, that's what I always refer whenever whenever like whenever like a, a relationship in a TV show is being built off. Mom, it's <laughs> like, oh, the greatest relationship <laughs> ever known. Now I know the context for this. <laughs> Um, and um, yeah this is the season where the show really starts to like spend time examining its own structure Uh, Jeff and Britt are clearly playing a creepy toxic unhealthy game of chicken Mm -hmm. but the audience in the room they're too wrapped up in what they want to see from these two people to notice how wrong they are for each other yeah um, that's like a real thing that I mean obviously because I mean it's a self-aware show you know about its own self-awareness and how like in the structure of sitcoms and stuff but dude like this uh, watching this whole thing i'm like wow it's like watching the fandom go crazy over the the co- the material there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff like that yeah they, they the the it's it's funny because like, the, the other students in the school are kind of treated sometimes like you know like 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 the audience there's also, mm. there's also like frustration with them because they're like you know we have we have stuff going on too like you know we're, we're, it, it, like there, there's actually an episode um, where you know something something big happens in anthropology class later on this season, and uh, somebody is like, "We came this close. We came this close to having one class that wasn't all about them." <laughs> because yeah, it, it always comes back to this group. You know, when you're a, it's hard being a side character. I'm sure I wouldn't know because I'm definitely a main character. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I I I love, but also kind of hate. I I I it's 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 awful. But it makes me laugh so hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way the way they sort of like attack each other with their tongues while they're kissing. It's so disgusting. It's there awful. is there's tongue on tongue contact on camera. It's like bad. the actors really went wide open mouthed. <laughs> it's so gross. It's bad. I hate it, but it, I love the commitment. It but is, I it hate is, it. It is, it is dark as hell and horrible, but sometimes that kind of stuff makes me laugh. I'm just like, oh, this is awful. This yeah. This is the worst. This episode really got a lot of uh, real visceral reactions out of me. <laughs> Meanwhile, the a very slighted Professor Bauer is standing off to the side saying, this is making me sick, as she takes washing the taste out of her mouth with more of a drink out of her gourd. I'll t- <laughs> she's, she's out of her gourd. <laughs> so back in the cafeteria, um, Jeff and Brett are continuing to aggressively be in a relationship. It's another thing I, I kind of quote. I'll quote this out of context. I don't care. I, I, I love. I love how like, we have this close-up shot. Of, this close-up shot, and he's just like, "I downloaded a song that makes me think of you. Let's listen to it." Each using one earbud, like aggressively holds up the earbud. I hate it. And they're like, they're just aggressively like kissing each other. Like, I love you. No, I love you more. And I'm like, I'm disgusted. It's bad. Um, Abed was. Abed isn't happy with this. No. Because he was talking earlier about how he wants to get into more, like, high-concept adventures. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, season one had a couple of really, like, funky episodes. There's a, there's an action movie stylized paintball episode toward the end of season one. Uh, there's an episode where they kind of, like, create, like, a... They, they, they're, the old, uh, it's established the only good thing in the cafeteria is the chicken fingers. But there's never enough. 
Oh. So they posture themselves um, in a position of control and create kind of a chicken finger cartel <laughs> in the school, and it, and, 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 and it plays kind of like as a parody of uh, of Goodfellas. That's a good one. Crazy episode, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Abed was saying he wanted to get away from the soapy relationship stuff and wanted to get into more high-concept adventures like mm-hmm. that. He even asked Shirley if she wants to spin off with them, and they open a hair salon. <laughs> she, has, she has no idea what's like, is this you being meta? Yes, I love when she, <laughs> I love that. I love that she addressed it. Um, yeah, it was it was just great. Uh, so Shirley talks in, though, into the idea, because Shirley, has, is, uh, of the group, is probably the most invested, I think, in, in this Jeff Britta thing. Yes, she she's all for it. She is, she is so into it, yeah. Uh, very on brand for her. This is the kind of this is the kind this is the kind of like things she would want to see play out. Ah, uh, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, so yeah, she talks she talks Abed into the into the idea that Jeff and Britta's relationship could be seen as a narratively exciting adventure. He seems intrigued by this concept. Yeah, that's the so twisting the narrative of something in a film or like a TV show is exactly how my girlfriend convinces me to watch something that I normally wouldn't be interested in, like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what she said exactly, but she's like, no, see it like this. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'll give it a chance. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. (laughs) I I feel that. Uh, So we move later on to the study room Mm -hmm. uh, where the group, minus Steph and Britta, are working on figuring out Bauer's assignment. Uh, Pierce continues to be the worst, he says. Mm. And I quote, I'll show you the most, I'll show you the tool most important to humanity's survival, but fair warning, it's my penis. I hate it. it's, 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 It's hilarious to me how like this comment, like obviously that's an awful comment. Um, and it sucks the air out of the room. Everyone's like, oh, God. Oh, ew. <laughs> but after Troy tweets it, it's suddenly funny. Yeah, um, everybody's like, ah, ha, ha, it's great. And, and that kind of thing, though, really does, like, that, that, that kind of is, like, really underlines, like, what Pierce is doing on this show. He is supposed to, like, he's, he, we're exploring this divide between TV comedy and real life. Um, I mean, maybe the argument could be made that maybe it's not okay. Mm-hmm. But it does come off as a lot more palatable if a dirty old man in a sitcom makes a gross comment like that. Right. It's it's at the very least more palatable than if a dirty old man says that to your face. Yeah, because it's like you're you're removed from the situation. So that and that that's why many people use social media to like deal with the horrors of real life. Because you know, that's why that's why social media posts are like a hit for so many people. Because it's like, ah, uh-huh, it's not directly happening to me. It's so funny stuff like that. There's know? that too. Yeah, and, and and just yeah, and I'm 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 always looking at it as it, it's it's sort of it's it's, it's sort of, it's sort of just kind of kind of kind of showing that 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 ba- that barrier of artificiality. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're like you know the, the audience is able to laugh at Pierce saying that, yeah. but they did kind of like draw a line under no. Like, imagine if you were actually in that room. Yeah. And like and like what it would not what needs to be done. To make that comment palatable. Yeah, I would have been like, dude. What is your problem? Come on. <laughs> Stop. Uh, so Abed arrives after Jeff and Britta, and uh, he turns up the heat on their sick little game mm. by suggesting that they get engaged. Neither of them blinks, and they actually get into a little tussle over who gets to actually be the one to propose. Where did he get the ring? I, it, it's, it's crazy. He, he has he has like connections. That, 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 that oh. Like like we, we never really see them, but he but he knows he knows where to get he knows where to get all the stuff. And he actually gets a lot of um, very quickly, we'll, we'll see in a second. He has, he has, he has, he has more props ready to go. Uh, Britta <laughs> wins the tussle, and Abed leaves to get something. Mm. Uh, a lot of revelations start to fly in very quick succession. Uh, Jeff and Britta, they uh, toward the end of season one, uh, the paintball episode, they uh, they they actually did sleep together before the dance episode on the study table. Yes. <laughs> um, 
And everyone's like, <laughs> I'm trying to, is there anything you didn't win that day? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and when, and when uh, Annie finds out about the Jackson Britta thing, uh, she 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 goes at him. It, it's always so funny to me. She she um she like she like she's like she punches him hard, but like she's like she's like she's like two heads shorter than him. She's so so, the, so so the way to get the so the, so the way to get the punch in, she like she she lets out this like this like guttural like howl and she like <laughs> runs. It's a whole running from across the room punch. And she, and she, and she gets him good. Like he's bleeding. Oh, bad. It's it, oh, so good. Feels nice, amazing. Nice, nice yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Pierce finds out about uh, old white man says. Oh. <laughs> I love. I love too. I love too. Like even he goes goes after Troy and just utterly fails. I'm old white man says. No, no, no wonder he always says what I'm thinking. Bastard. <laughs> like, like, Troy's like slaps his slaps to try to strangle him. <laughs> um, after this first wave of conflict starts to come to light. Um, Abed returns with the makings of a wedding ceremony. Boutonier for Jeff, bouquet for Britta, balloons, an Irish singer, and a George Clooney impersonator to act as Jeff's best man to add some razzle-dazzle. Mm. <laughs> uh, the dating thing is finally revealed to be the sick, bizarre, twisted game that it is. Shirley is so hurt. Oh, yeah, she's so <laughs> upset, yeah. Uh, there's a, there's, there, there, there are just lines of anger and resentment zigzagging across the study room, and the arguing is only stopped when Abed... Um, being the person who basically knows he's in a TV show, manages to nail Jeff's character archetype to a T. I even added the quotes. He says, because because um, Jeff Jeff kind of like Jeff kind of like puts all of his frustration right into him, and he just says, oh, well, "Why don't you just why don't you just get out of here and take your cutesy I can't tell life from TV gimmick with you?" And he takes a beat and he just says, "I can tell life from TV. Uh, I, I, I can tell life from TV, Jeff. TV makes sense. It has structure, logic, rules, likable leading men. In real life." We have this. We have you. And he just leaves. Snaps! <laughs> long, 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 um, long ashamed pause before the George Clooney impersonator officer just Batman lines to lighten the mood. That was a good Batman, by the way. <laughs> uh, the next day in class, everybody is still understandably mad at everyone. And uh, Jeff even remarks to Starburns that the group is probably over. Um, Starburns makes a gross comment. About how you know you just you just did, did, didn't you just start this because you wanted to you wanted to have sex with Britta? Yeah. You know what what more can you even can you even get from that group? Um, what what I what I and and obviously I hate I hate it. Yeah. But what I what I what I love about it narratively is that um it comes it comes off as even skeevier and darker but more important because it's not played for laughs. It's, it's not, not. It's not a joke. He's just he he's just straight up being disgusting. No, he's like a, he's a total creep. And and there and there was and there was no joke. There was no irony hiding behind it. He was just he the, just he was being true to the character, mm-hmm. being gross, and making Jeff think about his 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 motives for everything. His own grossness. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, I don't think the writers are endorsing this for the record, uh, but it really it adds a really greasy realness to the scene. And you, you actually get you, that's another thing that community isn't afraid of. Like when sometimes community gets very very dark. And 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 they're and they're not afraid. Like 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 you 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 think it's this poppy, colorful meta sitcom, and it is. But sometimes it'll just be like, oh, by the way, reality. Oh yeah. Deal with it because I... this is a TV show, but it's also a TV show that kind of takes place in real life too. Mm-hmm. And we have to deal with the fact that it's not necessarily a TV show to them. I appreciate that. I really do. I like some uh, visceral reality thrown into my into my content. 
it's yeah, it, 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 like like it, 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 it's a tonal shift that kind of that kind of catches you off guard. Like I don't think anybody expected a character named Starburns <laughs> named after his named after his star-shaped sideburns to to really drop a bomb on everybody like that. They're so ugly. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jeff is struck with an idea though after this about how to try to about how to like just try to make some moves toward fixing things, mm-hmm. and he volunteers to present the group's findings. Professor Bauer is. Uh, <laughs> Professor Professor Bauer is still mad about the as she puts it dirt roading. Yeah, that she was given. <laughs> Chang's yeah, Chang Chang goes using it. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> <Right> down. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> uh, Jeff posits that the assignment was built on a trick question and delivers one of his patented winger speeches. That's what it's, it's, that, 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 it becomes, it becomes named later on. It actually, they, they kind of get mocked as the, the goofy contrivance that they, that they, that they, that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, they're not, they're usually not total crap. What, what Jeff says right now is something very true, something very easy to forget, and something I've carried with me for a long time. But basically, basically what he says is that like, the most powerful tool. I mean, yes, you know, telescopes, weapons, all that kind of stuff. These are all these are all things that these are all there's a lot of fancy tools out there to make our lives easier. But the thing that we can use to hurt each other the most is not using respect. Yeah. Not respecting each other and 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 if we and he, you know, and and it, 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 it's, it's what keeps us in line. And away from tearing each other apart, and that, and 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 that and that and that and that mutual respect is ultimately what answers, what answers uh, Bauer's original question, in <laughs> a way, um, of what separates man from animal. And honestly, in some ways, sometimes that's just the way that we have to just attach to each other and respect each other. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy. And, and as I said, it's really easy to forget that. Jeff says we, we it's 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 a very it's a vital thing and it's something we forget to use all the time and that's what leads to using to manipulating to mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff um, and the quote is without each other we'll go extinct and that's a fact um, <laughs> you've probably seen this gif <laughs> when, <laughs> gay shouts <laughs> from the back of the room yeah, that, 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 that was that was at the beginning, and then at the end, actually, he kind of like he kind of like mutters later on because Jeff says, "Without each other, we'll go extinct," and that's a fact. And you hear him off screen, gay fact, gay fact. <laughs> yeah. That's me with everything that's going on, making everything like making everything gay. I'm like, ah, oh, they were lovers. It's gay. <laughs> just a uh, just a shout out to Chang. I, I, I just I, that, that, his delivery is just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I admit, my friends and I in high school would repeat this all the time uh across like the campus to each other or like across the hallways to each other but yeah ah yes the era where calling something gay was supposed to be an insult or something like that yeah glad we're past that yeah for the record i'm not i'm not (laughs) approving of this practice everybody it's it's what makes me laugh about this is the combination of ken jong's performance (laughs) the tone that it's done in and honestly like like pierce chang is not a character the show approves of Mm -hmm. and neither are the things that he does he's not a he's not he's not a particularly good person ben chang Mm -hmm. and um yeah, I just I, that, that, I've, I've I've always I've always I've always always found that so funny. <laughs> no, yeah, like when I was watching it uh, last night, it I, again it made me laugh because it just reminded me of all those times. And now here I am, like actually gay, actually calling everything gay, but not in like the way that like cishet bros do. Yeah, I see what you mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so it turns out though, yeah, we're 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 about to you know, about Professor Bauer. Is going to is going to uh, offer her her um, her judgment 
on his on his answer. Mm-hmm. Turns out he was partially right. You know, that's one answer, he says. But here's <laughs> the one that I had in mind. <laughs> Professor Bauer has combined <laughs> all of the all of the all of the items in the box to create a super weapon. A weapon to surpass Metal Gear. A scoped hammer throwing spear <laughs> with a bow and arrow fixed to the front and a new stuff back. There's probably more pieces that I'm missing here, but that's the, those are the ones that I could clock. Yeah. And she says, I'm going to use this to attack you, and you use respect to defend yourself. And she does. She, like, sweeps his leg with the, with the, with the, with the, with the, with the bottom of, like, the crossbow thing. And she starts to strangle him with the noose. And he's, like, trying his best to, like, do that. And he's like, I respect you. Just, That's why you fail. Oh, my God. What a mess. And um, as, as Jeff blacks out, we go to like a first-person perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pierce runs over mm. with with um with the cup of Bauer's urine, which by the way makes us come back here. Ugh. Um, and splashes it in the face. Uh. I I love to know the fuzz filter becomes less fuzzy less fuzzy for a second as he gets hit, and then it goes right back to being fuzzy. Like his brain was like, nope, just kidding. <laughs> And <laughs> I made a joke, like, this whole sequence probably awakened some kinks in some of the viewers. <laughs> <laughs> this is very possible. Uh, later on, Jeff wakes up in the health center a little while later to discover that Bauer was suspended <laughs> and that the group has received an automatic A on their homework assignment. I always love Greendale acted very fast mm-hmm. with this. That was I, quick. It really shows you what a wild, out-of-control school this really is. Like, apparently, this was just Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Awesome. And everyone tentatively makes up. And he says, oh, and by the way, that, 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 that problem between us is not a problem anymore because I think you're kind of gross now. Thank you, Annie. <laughs> Thank you. You learned a lesson. I wish all late teenage, old, um, older teenagers and younger 20s somethings would, uh, you know, learn that quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, also, I, also, I also love, too, that it was Annie, of all people, who brought up the automatic A. That's that's on brand for her. She's very like like the go go. Given that she will eventually one she will one day later in the series go on to incite a riot in the library over an A minus. You know, totally makes sense for her character. I used to be that type when I was younger. If I didn't get an A plus, I was throwing a fit. <laughs> uh, Chang, to the surprise of no one, arrives and finally comes clean about his motives and lets everyone know that it was not, in fact, the ancient weaponry or the genital <laughs> mutilation that was that drove him to take Anthro. It, he wanted to join the study group. Uh. And he asked them, is there any room in this pocket for a little spare Chang? <laughs> <laughs> that one got me. That one actually got me. Like, it was a wow. How, how okay. earnest he delivered that line, too. Like, Oh, it was it was like that whole like finger like fingers like fingers yeah. touching like um is it can I you know? <laughs> uh, the group asked for some time to think about this. Understandably, understandably, it has been a long day. Oh yeah. Uh, but Jeff shrugs it off and says, "Ah, we'll probably let him in eventually." Because I mean, <laughs> we were able to make it through a lot of this and a lot of stuff last semester. What is the worst that could possibly happen with Chang? Mm. Cut the Chang in the dark and study room later on. Uh, he apparently has some kind of schizophrenia happening mm-hmm. and uh while part of him just wants companionship and supports uh another part wants revenge for his lost job see it was annie who leaked some audio that got him or that, that got him fired Oop. so yikes i'm i mean <laughs> the cinematography is really nice in this scene i will say um honestly i would say i might even find it more impressive than the lord of the rings two towers <laughs> scene that's parodying because you know Gollum is there's there's cuts I think between mm-hmm. between Gollum between Gollum and um, Smeagol. Mm-hmm. 
but in this one, it, it, at least in the beginning, like when like when when good Chang and bad Chang <laughs> switch, um, it, it, it's done with just a quick camera swoop, and mm -hmm. he's able to just kind of switch gears, and there's no cuts. So he, so but Ken Jong is talented enough to be able to just switch gears like that really fast. Like how? It was no, that was good. Like I was surprised at the at the at the the change in in the cinema cinematography right there. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! The lighting got so dramatic all of a sudden. <laughs> That's so weird, yeah. And uh, then we close on our usual goofy end credits gag. They usually they usually feature uh, Troy and Abed. In this particular case, they're sitting in the study room on the couch with uh, Professor Bauer, uh, performing an anth anthropology related rap. Uh, this is a callback to uh, the second episode of season one, mm -hmm. where they do one um, they do one from their Spanish class. Um, I would say look it up. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, Bauer uh, Bauer is in the middle, uh, doing backup vocals and sampling uh, and sampling Africa as a hook. You know, Betty White singing Toto. Is, is anybody really going to be mad at that? I'm always singing Toto. That's another one of those songs that lives uh, uh, that, that lives in my head rent-free. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like it's the same with everybody. Right? It's so, it's so good. All right, Tim. How does this hold up? Well, I definitely uh, learned a few things from you during this one. Things, that I, had, things that I hadn't clocked mm -hmm. uh, before. Um I acknowledge that I perhaps may have made my bed with this one and turned a lot of people off of the community because this is a <laughs> somewhat difficult show. It's a really difficult show to, uh, show to describe and a, diff and a difficult show to, you know, spe like like to, to, to actually like typify, you know, because the show, the show kind of changes, changes uh, vibes many mm. times. Mm -hmm. Season one is different from season two, is different from season three, way different from season four. Season five is like a different show. And season six, I, I don't even know what's going on anymore. Like the, the I, I, it, it's great, but it, it is, it is totally just 100% changing gears at that point. But yeah, I, I it's just so wild, energetic, and self-referential. That's kind of the big thing. Uh, there's very little on display that isn't being portrayed um, ironically, and everything just kind of comes back to exploring that group dynamic that is at the center of most sitcoms. Mm -hmm. Um. I said before that this is a sitcom that's mostly about the fact that it's a sitcom, and I stand by that. Yeah. What always surprises me when I take a deep look at this show, and I usually just have it on the background. I honestly don't think I've stopped watching this show since I discovered it in 2013. Um, that's almost 10 years now. It's been a while, yeah. Um, is how honestly impeccably done pretty much everything is. The acting is fantastic. The sets mm -hmm. are detailed and authentic looking. Yeah. Uh, the cinematography is varied and smart. The writing is a little rough around the edges sometimes. <laughs> It's Dan uh, Harmon. But uh, the earnestness and satire, sometimes they don't mesh very well. That's kind of the big thing. Mm -hmm. But for my money, the energy levels can always carry me through. Mm -hmm. um, I also always forget how much with all of the irony and cynicism in play, I forget just how much community can wear its heart on its sleeve and really like come and really like give us like a genuine, a genuine life lesson. Jeff's yeah. thoughts about respect and how it's central to the human experience is something I, I, I keep with me. I, I, I try to keep that in my mind. You know, I, I, I discovered this show at just the right time. I, I uh, it was twenty thirteen. That was one year after I graduated from high school. Hey, that same. was that was kind of like starting 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 adulthood and starting to realize like how I need to really like learn to interact with people. And yeah, like, like his whole thing about how respect isn't just a thing that exists; it is a tool that we have to remember to actually use. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I keep that I keep that I keep that with me all the time. Uh, what's even more impressive is how we can go from Jeff delivering a heartfelt monologue about how basic respect and decency is an integral part of what keeps society together to Betty White trying to kill him with an ancient super weapon. <laughs> that gear switch, honestly, that was kind of why I chose this, this episode. Mm -hmm. Because within those 20 or so seconds, 
you kind of get a shorthand for what makes Community unique and why I love this show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, about Jeff's speech, um, before I get into how I feel this held up, um, he, the speech, what he says is absolutely valid. I completely agree with that. I just don't feel it f- coming from him. Yeah, it, it does <laughs> ring a little false. Yeah, because it's like, okay, some scumbag guy is barely, in his 30s, is barely learning how, that respect is the, the way to go about, like, living your life. And it's like, it's kind of on par with a lot of men in the world these days. Um. <laughs> it's a big thing, too, because he actually didn't apologize to anybody oh. for anything. Yeah, still scumbag then. <laughs> How are you gonna how are you gonna come up with that whole spiel and not apologize to all the people that you actively hurt? But um anyways, so how uh well all right, let me just get into my bit then. Um it is a show definitely of its time. Um Undeniable. <laughs> I remember being in high school and having, you know, similar sense of humor to this. Um as always, I always appreciate a sh- a show that is self-aware and pokes fun at the fact um, that it's a show and that, you know, um, that it falls into certain tropes and certain formulas and stuff. Um, there were a lot of ups and downs to this episode. And although I had a good time watching this one, there were those moments <laughs> that really aged, that really aged it as a relic of, of its time, you know? Um, yeah. 2010, it's easy to forget, was kind of a long time ago. 12 years? God, wow. Yikes! <laughs> Tenth grade for me right there. Um... I do love most of the characters, like Abed, Troy, Shirley, and Britta Filter, like as I like to call her. <laughs> and I appreciate when a show can get a visceral reaction out of me. Uh, I feel like maybe there should have been more of an attempt to hold Jeff accountable, like I was mentioning earlier. I mean, he's a 30-year-old creep, but nothing is perfect. Um, two out of five stars for this episode, but I would probably watch more of the community. It is a very interesting show, and honestly, and honestly, episode by episode, it'll it'll vary wildly what 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 their priorities are. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you you honestly you honestly truly never know what you're going to get from a community episode. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely do. I definitely do understand where you're coming <laughs> from with that one. I, I I do I do kind of. It's like I said, this 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 show kind of plays with things the way I like to see things played with. Yeah. And that really, like, that's my vibe. That speaks to me. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I do acknowledge that perhaps I I, I I maybe excuse some bad behavior and bad ideas. I was ignoring that because of the fact that I love this show so much. Well, you know, nostalgia goggles. But, um, but yeah, I, I, but, but, um, but yeah, this still, this still, this still does remain one of my, one of my, one of my favorite shows. And uh, I really hope to see that movie one day. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for that. All right, that concludes episode 15 of Rerun Shuffle. Yeah, uh, make sure that you keep an eye on the Viewpoints Network. Uh, we'll be, there's a, as, as, as was the case last week, uh, still some projects that we're kind of working on. I'm um, going to be starting tonight, uh, actually, kind of hard at work on uh, our, second show, our, our, our second show. I've got some material now to work with. Oh, right, yeah, and, that will be fun. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll announce that once there's more tangibly there. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're continuing to build an experiment between now and June. Uh, got some ideas we're not really quite ready to announce yet, but we're really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like what you just heard, make sure to tell your friends or leave, and or leave us a rating and review wherever you found this to help spread the word. Uh, make sure to check out our uh, anybody who is here on the campus or maybe in the Riverside area. Uh, check your library or check our orange boxes on the RCC campus mm-hmm. to uh, read our newspaper. Just look a little bit below the eye line. It's right there. Eye level. It's right there. They're free. 
Just look for orange it's boxes. Offensive. It's offensive that you don't take one because they're free. It is. It is. I'm, <laughs> How dare you? As editor-in-chief of this publication right now, I'm personally offended and attacked. <laughs> we're going to start posting somebody. Um, we're going to start posting somebody by the boxes. Oh, my um, God. Who, like, just fights everybody who doesn't take a newspaper. You know, that's very much like <laughs> our old advisor, uh, <laughs> Professor Lovelace. <laughs> He would always tell us, like, take a stack of newspapers, stand in front of your class, your next classroom, and hand out these papers. I'm like, I don't want to do that, Mr. Lovelace. <laughs> I'm always picturing somebody standing by the box with like a like a, like a handful of pebbles, and they're just like, hey, <laughs> hey, pick up a piece of paper. It's just like, <laughs> pick up pick up one of the papers, you coward. <laughs> you coward. <laughs> Be informed about your local community. But uh, yes, that all that aside, make, make, make sure to pick up a newspaper. We have a lot. Of, we, we have a lot of very talented writers on staff, and a lot of good information mm-hmm. from the community. Uh, you can also check out our website, viewpointsonline.org. Uh, also, for those, uh, you can actually um, access the stories that you will see in the newspaper early, yeah. and uh, actually more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Riverside City College Viewpoints, as well as on Twitter, Instagram at RCC Viewpoints. Um, where can the people find you personally, Leo? Y'all can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chupacabral. That is Chupacabra with an L and an underscore. I'm t- I got tired of spelling it all out because y'all should know how to spell Chupacabra. <laughs> but yeah, DM me. Give us suggestions. Give us comments. Um, I don't know. Bag on my on my opinions or praise me for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Nacy Tim. That is spelled N A C E Y. Uh, yeah, if you if you if you think that I let community off too easy, come and come and get me. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> um, we will see you next week. Um, I forgot to check what the episode was. Friends, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, we can do this. Hold on, let me go back to it. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's right. I, I, the one the one with the mammogram. Um, was it one oh three? Next week. Join us next week for friends. Oh no, wait. Hold on, hold on. I can do this. <laughs> Join us next week when we review Friends, uh, Season 1, Episode 2, the one with the sonogram. Sonogram. Yeah, we get a a fair warning. Um, There's going to be some blatant lesbophobia in that one. (laughs) Yeah, I... um... I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna have to say about this one. Uh, Friends is not my favorite. Everybody. Yeah, same. So this one's gonna be a fun one. We decided. I want. I wanted to choose like a variety of things to review for this season. So I hope y'all are excited. All right. And so with that, we will see you next week. Bye.